Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Our next guest coached Peyton Manning while at Tennessee, Eli Manning while at Ole Miss. During his 12 years at Duke, he has actually taken the Blue Devils to six bowls in the last seven years, and the last three of those bowl trips did end in victory. An easily forgotten part of his resume came to my mind because his opponent this week happens to be Notre Dame, number 15 in the country. Brian Kelly, you all know about the tradition there with touchdown Jesus and everything else. 14 years ago, David Cutcliffe, Duke head coach, was hired to be a Notre Dame assistant coach. And then he suffered a heart attack, and then he needed triple bypass surgery. Of course, he's back and better than ever, and he hosts the Irish three years after beating them head-to-head in South Bend. Coach Cut, I know you've described that as a somewhat scary, uh, but also moment that propelled you forward in life. If it's, if it's not painful, take us back there, because that sounds like a pretty big fork in not only your career, just your personhood. Well, yeah, um, it was um, probably, first of all, a, not a very wise decision to go, and not, not for any reason other than I, I would tell people that go through getting fired in the circumstance where it's so public, so emotional to your family, wait a little bit, don't make a quick decision. Mm. But, but we went to Notre Dame in December after getting fired at Ole Miss to kind of give a timeline to it. And um, up there through December, went home a bit, home being at the time, Oxford, Mississippi still, had kids in school. And um, for Christmas, went back, and then I started having uh, some chest pain when, you know, you're definitely wiping snow off the windshield, believe me. Uh, And either walking and just, you know, anything I was doing exercise-wise. And then I remember one morning, David, and it did frighten me. I, I was in the residence inn where I was staying while I was working. I tried to get up. I got up, and I got the feeling so bad. I felt so bad that, you know, and this is kind of dumb on my part, but I laid there in that bed trying to get to feel better, and I thought to myself, you know, I'm probably going to die right here. Mm. And I was not smart enough to call 911, but um, I went in and said I need to go over to the hospital, and I went over there, and I wasn't having much of an event then. They kind of sent me away, and then spring break hit, and I still wasn't feeling good, and I went to my doctor back in Mississippi and uh, got on a treadmill, and they stopped it, and... 41 seconds, I remember that. Wow. Said, we're going to roll you in, do an arteriogram. Did the arteriogram. I had three um, arteries 99% blocked, including the widowmaker, as they call it. So they said, guess what, when I woke up, we can't stent these. Um, we're doing open-heart surgery tomorrow in Tupelo. Mm. And uh, it's it's frightening, but I remember going in, to the surgery, and there are many, many people with tougher stories than this, but I, I held Karen's hand, and we said the Lord's Prayer. Mm. And if you don't, you know, work, work, or believe in faith, I, I found a peace right right there. And um, it was all going to be okay. But what you do learn is there's not a day. I mean, yeah, we just got beat by North Carolina and lost in a tough way. <laughs> 
there's not a day that doesn't have great value on this earth that we can do something for someone else. We can make someone happy. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, it changed me to the good. And people told me I couldn't go back to coaching. It would kill me. And my answer to Karen and all involved, I said, I'm going to tell you all, and I want you to believe me. It will kill me if I don't go back to working with young people. Hmm. This is what I should be doing. And so I went, you know, that's that that spring. I had it in the spring. That summer, I went back to work for Philip Fulmer at Tennessee, and man, I was coaching, you know. So it's it's an interesting path. I know that I'm one of the fortunate ones. I, I hate hearing these story, or I've had friends that have just had their very first heart issue and, and passed away right there on the spot. Right. And I hope I'm not making somewhat upset by talking about that. I don't feel sorry for me, and I don't want anybody else to. And there are people, as I said, much worse off. But uh, if you get through that, take advantage of it. It's all I would tell people. Do, do something good with what God's given you. Great advice. David Cutcliffe joining us on Twitter. He's at David Cutcliffe. His Blue Devils host number 15 Notre Dame Saturday night at Wallace Wade Stadium. If you can't get there, that game will be 7.30 kick on the ACC network. Coach, your age when that happened is very close to my age right now. And when I think of you somewhere near 50 or so years old, I would already have thought of you as one of the most contemplative, thoughtful, wise, keeping things in perspective people. Is that the one way that you changed after that scare in 2005? Uh, I I think I was raised well. So I've always been who I am, but I've had days that, you know, maybe I, I missed what a day could bring. Yeah. And John Mellencamp's got a line that he got from his grandmother. And he told me the circumstance and life is short, even in its longest days. Mm. We got long days. All of us do, you know? Uh, but yeah, he's right. Life is short. And that was his grandmother said it took him 12 years to write the song, but that was his grandmother and her, in her deathbed. Uh, it's a cute, funny story. I won't go into all of that. And by the way, yes, my palms are soaking wet. And not ever the entire time I've talked with you in the past, tough games, I've I've never had my palms sweat. The story that you asked me about, yeah, it's pretty emotional. And I mean I am my my hands are soaking. But I do appreciate you asking me because I don't bother people with it or talk about it, but maybe it's it's good for sometimes for people to understand what's real. Well, I've lost count, Coach, of the number of people who have taken things of meaning from your visits with us over a decade or so. So uh, sweaty hands, I guess, is not the worst byproduct of, no. re- of revisiting a tricky time. So I appreciate you. You always kind of open your, your heart and your mind to us, and we appreciate that. Uh, so back to football, you've got to deal with the number 15 team in the entire country. You are coming off the open week after that uh, dis- disappointment in Chapel Hill. What's the most important thing you got accomplished in your open week and then, you know, how have you handled? I'm sure you've gotten some second guessing about the pop pass and the late interception sure. when you guys were close to kind of snatching victory from the jaws of defeat. Yeah, the the, the, the least of my problems is is how I felt in, in calling it and doing it. Uh, my immediate concern was Dion, and yeah. uh, so I, I 
I got him on the bus and got him afterwards, got him on the bus as we were driving back to Durham. And what made me ultimately be okay with, with him making sure I saw him. It was funny. I came in Sunday after church um, and I, I walked in and he, he walked in at the same time and he smiled at me and I said, you're okay. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know what? All my teammates made me realize I am okay. And I, I was better than two. Um, that's as good as it gets. That's why we play sports. And, um, you know, it was sincere on his part. Yeah, I mean, we're all going to sit around. Not, I hope he doesn't. Listen, I, I'll be honest again. I'm, I watched a little bit of football Saturday. I had a harder time watching it. But, I, I, I mean, I got angry, you know. Hmm. I mean, I, I'm battling anger with this. And But anger, I told our team, you, you have to lose the anger because that's fire. That'll burn you up. Right. You have to use it for fuel, and you know I'm still working on it. But that that's okay. That's that's part of learning and living. But um, what we did to to you asked in in the open date preparing for Notre Dame, I would use two words. One might be predictable. The other one maybe not. Um, accountability. Every one of us. And the script that we run and we put on paper as coaches to um, any mistake that can stop a drive or continue a drive, fumbles, interceptions, penalties, missed assignments. We've always focused on practicing well. But in the next one may surprise you, but sincerity. If you don't believe what we're doing, if you're not sincere in what we're trying to accomplish as a player right now, you're in the wrong place. And I think everybody understands what sincerity means. And I've expected our team to to be sincere about the approach in practice, buy into it, own it. And so we've been pretty intense around here with accountability and hopefully real sincere about it. Last thing for you, Coach, it feels like, with some exceptions, I mean, you've talked to us about Alabama, which has that huge game against LSU. With some exceptions, the margins of victory and defeat are really, really small. Whether you're discussing the ACC Coastal uh, or even, you know, Virginia Tech just playing Notre Dame, the team you faced Saturday night. um, Is that just par for the course in your career? Is it different now? Is there more parity? Because in some years we would not have thought – you know, Duke could beat Notre Dame, but yet three years ago you beat them at their place. Yeah. And we've had all sorts of unpredictable results in, in victory and defeat. I, I think there is more parity without question. Um, there is a separation of the most elite, uh, but that's a very small group. Yeah. I have had time in my career, I'll be honest with you, when it's at Tennessee. I knew we were going to win nine of our 11 games, 11 in that era. There right. were only two that were questionable. Wow. I mean, literally, you know. What it's a like, great feeling, huh? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of crazy, and you're just better than everybody else. But in, in the circumstance we're in, I'm very thankful that we're good enough to beat anyone. Um, I went back and reviewed the Alabama game, and, you know, by possession, and, you know, we get stopped on fourth down on the seven-yard line in the first half. 
and they end up ahead 14 to three, and then we get stopped again on fourth down. You know, great coaching on my part, I guess. But on the 30-yard <laughs> line, first possession, we had nine plays in that drive. So I want our players to understand why I'm talking about accountability. And every time you get the ball, what you're capable of doing and why you're capable of doing it. So I don't, I don't want to worry about the opponent or the, you know, yeah, we got to pay attention. Notre Dame's great. Believe me, trust me, they are. But we better pay a whole lot of attention to our own accountability to have an opportunity and play clean, play hard, and, and play together. And when you do that, you got a shot. You know what gives me sweaty palms, Coach, as we thank you for your time and let you go? Thinking of this world without you in it for the last 14 years. Well, I don't want to think kind. about that, man. Well, I'm, glad, I'm glad you're still with us. And thank you. Thanks That's for very the kind, David. I appreciate it. Right back at you, man. That's All David right, Cutcliffe of Duke on Twitter, at David Cutcliffe.